This is Will K the King, and this is the Down with the King podcast. Back like we never left. It's been a little time since we we, we talked with you last. We feel like we get back to it. So today we got the boy C Wade in the building as usual. All day, every day. Oh, you didn't know? Uh, so today we have a special guest in the building. Our um, first, our first Trump, guest for uh, the podcast. First guest on the podcast. So first of all, I'll give her a round of applause. But I'm gonna give her an introduction first. Uh, our homie, um, the half breed herself. The I little, give her a hard time. She's kind of talented. <laughs> She's are. kind of annoying. Oh no. Um, this is what she does. Her name is Ashley K. Round of applause for. Her. Welcome, Ashley. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank well, you. Welcome to and the pit. Ashley K-A-Y. Well, you welcome know. to the pit, uh, K-A-Y. Welcome to the P-I-T. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, so Ashley, you said to join us to bring her um, interesting point of view on various topics. We've got, we got a, quite a few things to go over today. What are we going to talk about this week? <sighs> We're going to get into it, man. It's a lot. It's been a minute. We've been on four minutes, so got a few things we want to catch up on. Um, first of all, how you been? What's been going on with you, man? Man, shit. I'm just, I'm reeling off of a big, uh, life-changing move. I'm, I'm no longer east side. Your boy resides in Oak Park now. Woo-woo! All right, Chris got his first place. Yes, sir. Good job, C-Wade. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to my guy, Say. It's Pearson Avenue in my heart, but don't start with niggas in Oak Park. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I hate this nigga. So, uh, okay. Sage, what up, boy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and what's been going on with you, Miss Ashley K? What's what's really going? What's yeah. what's going on with this wine time? Are we getting another season or not? Look, I told you we have to have that discussion, which we haven't had that discussion because I'm busy. Um, as mm. people don't know, I am an actress, I am a writer, and I'm a model. Um, Renaissance woman. Yeah, basically. Uh, I just closed up a show back at the beginning of July called Sunset Baby at the club uh, Clubhouse Theater. And earlier, I had a rehearsal for a new show that I'm in now that's called Ruined, mm. which goes up at the end of September. So I hope to see all of y'all there. All right. Well, Talking you know, to you doing big things out here with big your things. acting thing. I don't know about the model and stuff. She, <sighs> she fronting on y'all. Uh, no. <laughs> if you go on my Instagram, you can see. And it's behind. But, but what's really what's really stuff. going on with you, the gracious host? What's what's really going mm-hmm. on with you? Why don't we talk about you much on this podcast? Because other than I'm, other than what's on your mind? Because um, I'm me I'm not that interesting, man. I do I chill. But you, you make but music. I, I chill you create I'm, music. You I, 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 haven't, I haven't created a damn song, and I don't know how long. Somebody asked me for a beat the other day, and I said, you know, how long since I made a beat. Man, this look. is actually true. I'm actually the Shame. only one of the whole group that's right. actually making something. Yeah, Wade's the only one that's really been actually acting, work, actively working. Now he actually has a place where he can actually have space for his stuff too. Right. Mm-hmm. So now he really has. Also, oh, we have another place we could crash. Well, uh, you might have to a, fight. You might have to fight the 15 year old. You got. You got to ask permission. Shut up. Look, I'm the sister, so he it shouldn't permission. be a problem. I mean, you might have to fight the the kid for uh, TV rights for Fortnite. So, but whatever, you know, whatever it is, Freda. <laughs> that's what I feel. Freda. <laughs> Freda, that's how you really feel. Yep. 
Show is over. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna get we're gonna get into a few things. So first off, um one of the things we want to mention, um, and kind of get into so this is kind of a, a rehash of an old story. Mm. So beating a dead horse. A lot of y'all remember like three about three years ago. There was an audio that leaked of um, Hulk Hogan, and most people, even if you're not a wrestling fan, uh, the '80s version of John Cena. Everybody knows, you know, more, more people know who Hulk Hogan is than John Cena, but yeah. everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is, even if you don't know, you're not a wrestling fan. Hulk Hogan. There was an audio leak, and basically the conversation was about his daughter, um, who at the time was um, pursuing a singing career. And the audio was back from like 2008, so it was old audio, but still. It's it still relevant until today. Right. So the audio basically was him saying, basically, you know, you know, he thinks everyone's a little racist. And, you know, I don't know if she's been fucking niggers. And, you know, he used nigger with the hard ER. Hard yeah. Like, everyone's a little racist and blah, 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 blah. Everyone's a little racist except for you, huh? Right. So he, he he's like, you know, I'm everybody's a little racist or whatever, you know, fucking niggers. And, you know, but, you know, when you see nice, you can be somebody nice or whatever, I guess. So it, it kind of basically... It, it blew up, of course. Um, it was all over the news, and um, it forced um, WWE, who, of course, he used to wrestle for, uh, to suspend him from their Hall of Fame. Three years suspension. Well, it was not really a time frame given it did originally. Um, it turned out to be three years. And so most wrestling fans, I'm assuming, thought that, okay, at some point he's going to be let back into the fold. When that was going to happen, nobody knew. Question mark. But even back then, the climate was changing as far as you being outed as a racist. And now we live in um, Trump's America. Yeah, we live so, in a world where everybody is clearly a racist. Well, yeah, the racist people are not really hiding their racism. So, um, with it being said, I don't know. So recently, apparently, so this, I guess WWE decided that it was it had been long enough, um, and that it was okay to let him back in the Hall of Fame. So they they released they released the suspension. Unfortunately, what they didn't really realize is. They, I guess they thought that even the wrestlers would take it better than they did. Mm-mm. Apparently they didn't. A lot of wrestlers. Yep, including Titus O'Neil. He spoke his mind on that. Most of the black, one, the black wrestlers in WWE um, they released statements basically talking about what the, how they felt about it. Um, and I don't think WWE really took that into account. They they thought it was going to be more of a wrestling thing. And they didn't take it into account that people, these people are humans, first and foremost. Mm. And those men are black men, first and foremost. Black men so, and women. Right. So, with that being said, there that's going to be their first reaction. The first wrestling doesn't over doesn't change who you are. You're still an individual at the end of the day. So, just because you know I work for you or I'm a wrestler doesn't mean that I'm not a human being. I can't react to this the way I want to as a human. And so, with that being said, there's been conversation about how some people have come out and said, "Well, you know, he 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 did his time. You know, he uh." He did what he needed to. He he said the right words. He apologized to, to the right people. All these different things that people are saying. And it's like... I mean, you could do all that, but at the end of the day, you are still going to be known for that audio. Right. We, we, we will forgive, but we ain't going to forget. Yeah, and I think the thing about it is what people don't seem to understand is this is not a thing you can apologize for because even when he apologized... His apology was more so about the fact that it got leaked. Right. He was he was, about, he was sorry that he got caught. It wasn't about him what he actually said. It was about the fact that people heard it. And so that's how a lot of people feel. But there are people like, oh, well, you know, he did his time and, you know, forgive him. It's not about forgiveness because the reality is he just didn't say a word in a moment of anger. 
He said This was casual he conversation He said This is a casual conversation About your daughter Fucking black man And you not being okay with it But then you said I think every, I'm, yeah, I'm a little racist I think everyone is No That's not just him saying the word It's him saying I'm a little racist Which is no such thing You're either racist Or, or you not, not. Mm-hmm. There is no mm-hmm. such thing As a little racist you either are or you not. You can't say on one hand, I'm a little racist, but if I'm a nice person, you know. So if I'm nice as a black person, that means that's okay with you. But otherwise, I don't really like you niggers. It's basically what he said. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. Then and, you have to look at who the owner is, Vince McMahon. He lived his life on hypocrisy of racism because it's just like you have Hakeem the Dream, who basically was taking a shot at Dusty Rose, but this white man who's dressed like a African and we're supposed to believe that like Vince you can't really trust his judgment now these days well, to be fair there are white people in Africa they, then there are, True. they are the ones that create but we knew with but, where Vince was coming from this was not to dignify black yeah but people. one man gang was nowhere near Africa that's well, because we, we, <laughs> and my thing is um, even beyond a wrestling thing it's more so it's a people thing because for the yeah, people that are saying we should let him go, this kind of speaks to the other thing about racism because and it speaks to in general. Um, you know, I saw somebody post asking about because the reality is there are a lot of white people that get mad when you bring up racism, even in legit situations where it was obviously racist. Mm. They don't like when you bring up racism, and the thing is, it's like that's the reason why it happens. It's no different than as a man, if. I complain, so for example, if a woman posts something like, oh, men are trash, and as a man, I jump on there and say, but I'm not, well, why you say that? All oh, men aren't. Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing, you're deflecting, because you're trying to absolve the fact that, yes, for the most part, men are trash, and she's speaking from the experience that she's had and the things that she's seen. You can't sit there and tell her she's not right, just because you aren't. And the thing, the fact that you're so quick to defend yourself, shows that you're ignoring the overarching problem that most of your cohorts are fucking trash. And if, as men, we need to understand that, but, you know, getting kind of getting off my heart and getting to back to the topic, it's the same thing that white people do. White people hear racism and they started deflecting. Why can't it be about all, like, black lives matter? Why can't it be about all, all lives matter? Or why is it always going to be a race thing with you people? Because sometimes, you know what? We have to point out with the elephant in the room. You guys are so quick to try to make a scene about everybody when the reality is it's not. Because if it's always been about all people, we would have been treated better. Right. But the reality is we have not. It's white privilege. It's white privilege is a thing. Um, is this is not this is not a Tumblr term. This is not a crazy hashtag on the gram. This is actually a real thing. I mean, thing. Anne Hathaway just spoke about it with that incident where the girl got her neck slashed. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing is, and that's the thing. There are white people that recognize that as as that, that as white people, I, you have privilege. Your white skin make, gives you an advantage that black people do not have. A black person has to walk out of their house with fear that they may not make a home that day, depending on where they go. A white person has no fear of that. Nope. And if they do, it's not because of their color or skin. It's the general fear of there might be some criminal out there or somebody, you know, come and trying to come up. No. As black people, your fear is totally based on the fact that you're a black person. White that's, people's that's fear, it. Yeah. White people's fear of crime or anything is a general fear of crime. Black people's fear of being attacked or anything is not because they're afraid of crime no more than anybody else. Their fear of being attacked is because they're a black person living in America. 
Mm-hmm. And the reality is, and living in America as a black person, you are an endangered species. Mm-hmm. This is America. That's just the reality of it. So for, for white people to constantly complain and get on us or try to make a scene, try to counterpoint black people every time they bring up race, it's like we're not bringing up race because we want to. We bring up race because you people made it a thing. Yeah. We didn't try to make our race a thing. You guys made our race a thing. For years, for hundreds of years, you guys made our race an issue. And so from that point on, you can't complain or bitch or get mad when we bring it up too. Because you motherfuckers made it when we had to fear for our lives because of how because of who we are or because we were darker than you. And isn't it funny, I keep saying this every other podcast, that it's funny that white folk try to beat us so bad. The they want they want to beat us, they want to be like us, they want to steal our culture. But they don't want our credit scores. They don't. They don't want they any. They don't want anything. The they don't want any of the dominant they, 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 black they, person. They don't want. They, just they want, don't want a day in the life. They want to be the cool black person, but they don't want to be the black person. Hell, they care about animals' lives more than they do about black lives. Nah, that's not true. Yeah, they do. White people. They, they will fight you over their dogs. Case in point. Even even Michael ones is malnourished. Michael Vick went to jail for uh, for how long? For dog fighting. Yeah, for mm-hmm. dog fighting. He was a national pariah. You had people po- writing think pieces, people, uh, news people doing editorial, white news people doing editorials about how much they love dogs. They are fucking dogs. And while I have new, a newfound love for dogs, and I'm going to buy one eventually, King I'll Paul. be damned if I choose that fucking dog over the life of my brother, my sister, or the next black man I see on the street for whatever reason. That's not that dog's life is not worth more, and I don't want to see anybody's life take an animal or a person. But if I have to choose, that, that fucking animal's um, life is not more precious than any black person I know. Is is equal? It's if not. It, it should never be a situation where you're t- looking at me and saying, "Well," because I've seen there's there have been white people that have got off. Shit, George Zimmerman is still alive. He's still alive. And still running the streets. him to the fucking heel. The person that shot him, you grass. There are all these people, that, all these white people that get off and get lucky and get away with murder. Literally, in some cases. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. But you let a black person do that same shit. Y'all don't want to bring it up. It's no different than when the dude got shot in the car on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, previous to that, the NRA would always say, no, we can't take guns away. We can't take guns away. And they're all, they quick to jump into a situation. You can't when, take guns away, but killing got everybody got the right. He was a registered gun owner. You ain't hear nan peep from the motherfucking NRA because he wasn't the right person to represent them. Nope. He wasn't the right demographic. He wasn't the right think piece for them. Mm-hmm. So because of that, he just kind of fell through the cracks for them. It wasn't important. But let that be a, a white person that happened too. These motherfuckers are at the top me. of the fucking mountain, mm-hmm. screaming, "Holy fucking hell!" And that shit pisses me off because it's like, what the hell? But like, so for people that want me to forgive Hulk Hogan because, oh, he had a moment of anger. Nah. No, no. You're nah. Called, me being anger, angry to you is me. I can cuss you out. I can, I can, I can want to hit you. But for me to say I'm racist, that doesn't happen in a moment of you don't become racist. Or that's, that's, little, something, that's something you are taught over time. Exactly. You are that, you're either that or you're not. Like, the, only, the only reason the only reason you can say you're a little racist is you, you're a small person and a racist. 
Jesus. Well, Hulk Hogan is a real American, and you know what mm, these real Americans are like. That is true, like. and unfortunately, <laughs> the real America tends not in, in, include us. It just doesn't. Nope. Their vision of America, when that whole make America great shit happened, make America great did not include us. Nope. But shout out to the guy who fucked up Trump's Walk of Fame star. Yeah, that guy deserves the fucking yes. MVP. MVP award, He's your true the MVP. Real MVP. To quote Kevin Durant, who I don't like. Ins- insert Kevin Durant gift here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you the real MVP. All right, so moving on to kind of getting off the race thing. Um, Jump the shot. So there was a meme that was posted a couple weeks ago. It started a week, a week and a half ago. And it was four rappers. It was, I think it was Tupac, Biggie. Big L and Punisher, and it said who would be the who would be the oh I see who would be this. the best in this cipher. I see mm. this. I see this. So I I I I neglected Pun because he could out rap anybody. You're right, I, and I and I really Pun didn't actually go. did have a nice flow. I ain't gonna lie. I, the thing is, I didn't Pun even get into me. I didn't even get into the who best. The only thing I wanted to focus on is I said, and I posted on my Instagram. I said. No matter who goes, no matter what you, what order you choose in this battle, Pac is going to have the worst first. Well, of course. Right. But I love Pac. I, I do, but. I'm point this out again. Pac is overrated. And for anybody to want to fight me on it, uh, come with Come with bring the it. smoke. Why? Is it because he rhymes everything with Hennessy and em- enemies? Look, there was a how many I, How many enemies I, do you need to ride look, on, Pac? The did that shit twice in one song. Yeah. Like somebody posted that shit in our, in our wrestling group. He was like, that was one fucking song. I said, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's like, a, but one But fucking... would you rather listen to Pac or would you rather listen to Migos? Like, I Migos. Mean, 20... They're no. actually really good songwriters. Uh, yeah, they are. Pac was a great songwriter. The triplet flow wasn't a thing until the Migos came about. To be fair, so we, this is the thing. So this is what, I, what I'll tell you. It wasn't. This is the thing. So Pac was not a great lyricist. So Pac wrote great songs. He was a poet, though. No, so don't. How... It's, I hate, it's, I hate, it's different. I hate, I hate when niggas say that shit. It's different. I hate that shit. Poetry oh has a different, uh, has a different kind of thing. I hate this Because all music in some form is a form poetry first of all second of all Pac was a, a good songwriter I'll give you that and, and I can't I would never I would never dismiss his impact on music and society as a gen- in general However, he had a huge impact I will give him that but as a fucking rapper he was trash he was fucking trash I'm sorry. But his flow was nope, different nope, from a lot no, of rappers no, no, it was no, it wasn't. It was, just, it was the same on every no. damn song how many enemies do you need to ride on? We're really? not talking about just enemies and Hennessy. It was just—he had a every, uniqueness about no, him. No, he didn't. Did you ever hear any him. other rapper rap like Pac? No. No, because they weren't always no, as trash. It wasn't. True. Nobody just considered yes, a quote unquote dope as trash. He spoke from his heart, though. That every was, rapper, okay. every Pac every was, rapper speaks from no, their heart. It was just. It no, was just it was different no with, different with Pac because Nas spoke from his heart. Which I'm up. What you, I mean, because Pac, he had this way, J. like, Cole he, from his heart. he didn't have no problems expressing it. Yeah, we know about? that. But Pac just had this this aggression of, to him that people could just Weird. First of all. Weird. First of all. Weird. <laughs> first, uh, and that's that was something to speak to that. Pac didn't become aggressive until he got rich. Pac was a little kid and went to No, Arkansas. technically, it was when he got beat up by the police. Yeah, he was rich by the end. Right. No, but still. He had money to fight that case. He was rich by then. <laughs> but what Pac sparked his anger quote, was the fact that the police no, the could tell like, you the that he was No, the song thugs like him before that, first of all. First of all. Let's, 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 
Let's take it way Bring back. Pop wasn't nothing but a backup dancer. No, we know that. For Digital Underground. Pop wasn't nothing but a backup dancer who could rap. A, my issue with Pac is that niggas make it seem like Pac was just hard nigga. Pac was a fucking art school student. Yeah, but who, do you know who his mama was? His mama that, was a okay. member of I'm the Black Panther. She okay. wasn't, yeah, we, I'm aware of that. But Pac wasn't, he wasn't acting out like that when he was a kid. He started acting up after he got famous. After he got beat up. He got uh, famous. As soon as, he as, soon as, as soon as he got that glimpse of fame, that's when everything changed. Yeah. The police brutality. The, and then the rape charge was, that was pending against him. Nah, that that's that girl. stuff that was pending. Uh, that was The key word is pending against him. He was, uh, you know why that rape, people believe the rape charge? is because he was already doing dumb shit. Right, he was already done. He that was, was the, being the rape charge was believable because he was already doing stupid shit before that. Yes, he got beat up by the police, but you're not about to sit here and tell me no. Park started wilding out. Do you know all the death row shit? He didn't do all that shit. Right. Then you start accusing Biggie because Biggie getting famous while you in jail, you get mad. And then you start saying, well, he must have been the one. Motherfucker, what? Nah, nah. I mean, if shit happened at the same time, that, don't, it, that, is, that same, is pure coincidence. That when the whole building. incident happened. That don't, mean, that don't mean a damn thing. Everything, Just because they were in the same fucking building don't mean shit. Everything that everybody happened in that building, it was pure coincidence. Everybody in New York went to that damn studio. That was the studio. That was the studio to go to. That was the studio. Everybody went to that damn studio. So him saying, oh, well, y'all was there. Nigga, what? Everybody used to be there. See, anybody who was anybody was in there. He room. was going there. <laughs> 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 the hell? Come on, man. He listening to fucking Suge, dumbass. And that's... Well, we all know you don't listen Shug to Suge. just didn't like Puffy. And Suge was going to do anything he, else, he could to try to destroy Puffy if that meant... Getting Pac on his side, and Pac was so fucking gullible, he fell for it. But yeah, speaking purely musically, musically, Pac was a great songwriter. Song rap, Pac was a trash rapper. I mean, he had what? So you would put him over Twenty One Savage or Twenty One Savage? Twenty One Savage is a is a nigga that writes and makes songs. I of course I will put him over new, some of the new niggas, yeah. But I said songwriter. Not a mumble rapper. What about Future? I don't like Future, so okay. you yeah, asking me a stupid question. Uh, I don't like anything Future's ever made, so. It's a hit or miss with me and Future right now. No, I'm not really it's a, a hit or miss. Future person, so that's not going to really work. Hit or miss. Don't start comparing them niggas you know he better than. That's why I hate you. If you're going to cry and make a scene, so you know I, I got to see That's because you said he was trash rapper. He, he is. trash rapper. <laughs> he is. <laughs> He belong in a freshman picture. Picture perfect. I painted a perfect picture. picture. <laughs> what? My mom, wait, no, it was picture perfect. I painted a perfect picture. Bought my hoochies with precision. My intent is, is to get richer. With my my S and double O P. My dog, my cousin told me he a cold ass nigga on the host. But it's oh. the way he deli- it's his delivery. Though. No, it's not. It, it's his no, it's delivery. Not. Big, sometimes big it could be some trash ass lyrics, pop. but no. if you have a way of delivering no. stuff, no, I'm sorry. I'm Big sorry. had a better delivery than Pop. Big had a better delivery. Rhyme schemes. But okay, so would you argue that Biggie rapped the same? Because it seemed like no. in every Biggie no. song. No, 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 no. no. See, Big had it. Big so had a different flow for every song. You know, you know. This is the thing. This is the thing. She doesn't. And she's not a. She don't understand. And seeing. So she don't understand rhyme schemes, flows, 
all, all the different things you do. You, you don't. That. Because you just said Biggie Robinson sang on every song. So I know you don't. Yeah. Because I can literally kind of expose your Five different Biggie songs, and I can tell you the phone, each one is different. And I can show you how. Play the way going. he touched the beat, you told you touch you go to hypnotize the flow is totally different on that song. Going back to Kelly. Going back to Kelly is totally kicking different. Kicking the door. Kicking the door. Shit. Notorious motherfucking thugs. Okay, well that's because Bone Thugs and Harmony. No, 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 no. No, because no, Bone Bone made Big step his they game made up. Him do that shit because he heard them and said, "Oh shit, nah, I gotta come with it on this song." He was like, "I'm not about to get beat on my own fucking song." So that's why he was like, "Nah, nigga," because he saw him in the studio. Like, "Oh shit, with us. these niggas really do that shit. I need to come with it. I can't bullshit on this." But Pop did a song with them niggas too. And it was the same rhyme scheme. Pop used the same bullshit rhyme scheme. He used on every motherfucking song. And it wasn't even on beat. It wasn't on beat. He didn't switch shit up. He just he was still the same motherfucking year. He was still riding on his enemies off beat. Yes, he was. I'm that serious. Was, that shit was hilarious. That was true. So that was true. So. I'm serious. Rocky with his enemies off beat. Off beat. R.I.P. Bach. R.I.P. Bill. It was so I funny. I mean, they was, both was, was legends. That, 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 that was so brutal. It was so fucking. I, I applaud you, sir. I mean, that just, was fucking hilarious. But it was so true. Like, <laughs> just saying. It was so look. Just like it's just. I look. I don't hate Pac. I like. I love some of Pac's music. Yeah. But. Sucker for Love is still you know one of my favorite songs, but it's not like it doesn't give me the feel that Big or Big L or Punk would have gave me. Like L, Big L had like the crazy rhyme pattern. Like oh yeah, Big L's ridiculous. Like for a guy that speaking, size. Speaking of something, speaking of something, when you said Sucker for Love, if you listen to the rhyme scheme on Sucker for Love, it's still it's the, the same, same one. It says so many tears. Yep. It's the exact same genre, same fucking rhyme scheme, same cadence, everything. The music is great, but the rhymes is just is is just whack. It's, the story is fine, but whack. it's every other song that Pac wrote. Also, I would say a great thing about Pac is that he was a storyteller. It wasn't just him. But most good about, MCs like, are. I mean, yeah. most great MCs are. So he had that one element. You need at least four to be a great MC. He had one. He had one flow and stuck with it until it ran into the ground. Yes. Even on Dear Mama, same flow. Brenda got a baby, same flow. It really was. Even meaningful songs, meaningful as I'm gonna speak from my and heart. He made some I'm, great, meaningful songs. Keep but it's the same rap. Keep your head up is my shit. But it's Dear Mama, game. that was a great. Mama, yeah, that was a great song, song but it was the same rap. Maybe it was my shit, but no, I'm sorry, it was the same. I'm just saying his versatility was not there. Most it was did. just, it, dear mama was just the same, let's same you, scheme, let's, let's, for, uh, but slower. Let's be clear. I'm gonna let the cat bat. For niggas, for everybody that love, hit him up. That nigga's bars on hearing what was terrible. The most memorable thing. The outlaw, the outlaw. Fuck your bitch in the click. You that was it. No, that, that no, was no, it. No, that was that. the only thing That's he had. Bust some bad boys, niggas. Fuck for life. Nope. Nah. Nope. The outlaws outshined him on his own shit. Okay, people just say that. Wait a minute. That's true. What is that? I, we bust on bad boys, nigga. Fuck, fuck for life. life. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Biggest ball, Junior Mafia, some whack ass bitches. That wasn't him. No, no, no. That wasn't even his arm. Nah. See, this is what I'm talking about. 
the fucking Outlaws carried that song. The Outlaws outshine Pac on his own diss track. <laughs> the most memorable thing he said was um for the for the business click you claim. That's the only thing he that had. That's why I fucked your bitch. That was it. That's, That's why, why I fucked, I fucked your, your bitch. bitch. <laughs> That's it. That was it. That's all he had in the chamber. But I mean, okay, so if you talk about diss songs, what would you say is the best diss song to date? Because people will argue that or Ether by Nas or. Well, we all know how, we all we all know what happened to Nas after uh after. So here's Ether. my thing about and we've had this conversation before. So here's my thing about Ether. And we can go through this, uh, this song. So we're gonna talk about this songs. So it depends on the type of this song you're talking about because of what it, what a lot of people tend to go to for this songs is they go to so you can do it one of two ways. Most this songs are one of two things. Either you just talking shit. And you making references, real life shit, or you playing basically playing the dozens on dozens on record. Ether was essentially playing the dozens on record. Yep, because all he did, all um, Nas did was just call a name. He just made every jokes. bar. But because that's what we grew up doing, everybody's like, "Oh, he called him the he camel he nose." Had, he said he had dicks up his lips. Oh, oh, he made fun of Dame. Oh but, no. <laughs> but if you really listen to the content of the song. And then you go back and listen to Takeover. Jay only gave him one motherfucking verse. And then killed it. And destroyed that nigga. Killed it. One motherfucking verse. The shit he said was factual. But didn't you say that Nas was the only rapper that came close to nearly You know why? Because it was the reaction that got Jay. Because Jay thought he had got Nas out the pocket because at that point, Nas was on the ropes. Nas, nobody was checking for Nas like that. Nope. Nas mm-hmm. had dropped. Even he said, even after, Jay said that nobody was nobody checking for was you. Nobody was checking for Nas. Nas was kind of it was Jay was the nigga. I gave you life when niggas forget you, MC. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like nobody was checking for Nas when that happened. So Jay revived that nigga career because he's thinking, I got this nigga. I got this nigga. Jay was feeling himself. He was. Mm-hmm. And the shit he said wasn't wrong. It was all facts. <laughs> So at the end of the day, it was all it was all real shit. It was all niggas stuff that people had already said about Nas or been pointing or thinking about Nas. He just said it. So all the shit Jay said was real. But what happened was when Nas came back, niggas didn't think Nas would respond first and foremost because the reality is Nas was not the kind of dude to battle anybody. Right. Nas was not a battle rapper. That wasn't Nas. So first of all, niggas weren't even sure he was going to even come back. And when he did, the niggas reacted the way they did. That touched Jay because at that point, Jay was basically the king of New York. Mm-hmm. So for you to even get niggas to react that way, like, oh, shit, Jay, you got, you got flamed. Jay didn't know how to react to that because he's like, oh, wait, this nigga just checked. He just, did he just check me? That's not supposed to happen. Right. And, that was, and I think that, so that's what happened is he got Jay. The reason he lost, people say he lost, Jay lost, is because Nas got Jay to react emotionally. Because that super ugly song was straight emotion. Because Jay is too calculating to just, for that shit to just happen. He was, that was a reaction, which is why he went to the whole baby mother shit. Because he wouldn't have normally done that shit. Because he not, he not, he might come at you, but he ain't going to involve no kids and shit like that. Right, he, he's not going right. to yeah. defy the Scarface rule. Right, so he, mm-hmm. he went further than he probably, which is the reason why his mom made no apologize for that shit. Because she knew he wasn't supposed he wasn't, he didn't want to do that shit. That was a reaction. That was an emotional reaction, which is the reason why niggas, most niggas say Jay lost because of that response. 
Because in reality, if you really listen to him and really go back and listen, the real response that Jay had really wanted for that nigga was on Blueprint 2. Yep. The song Blueprint 2. Blueprint 2 was the actual response. to fucking shreds. Was it Ushi Wally Wally? Is is it one one mic? Was it Black Girl Lost? Shorty Ogie for for Ice? ice? I've been like that. He's like, just because a nigga wears a kufi, you should take a picture of me. You charge you a fee. He's like, he's like, just because a kufi nigga wear a kufi don't mean nice. Right. It means you don't understand all the bullshit that he writes. Like, that was, he went the fuck in on Yo, little homie Jungle's a garden to me. What? (laughs) What? What? Yeah, he went, he went, he went went in on everybody in QB. Right. Everybody. Right. So, but at that point, it was pretty much over. He was just like, you know, he just wanted to get out there. But with that being said, if we talking about this records, the I wouldn't put hit him up in my top at all. I probably nah. wouldn't put it in my top five. Top, um, fi- top fifteen at least. Maybe because bitching he was probably in my top five. Mm. Common at, at, at Common and Cube. Ooh. Um, no Vaseline is in my top five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Shit. Um. That was that was the most abrasive thing I've ever heard growing up. Oh yeah, back then. No Vaseline no was just yeah, like it was wrong. Everybody in NWA. Matter of fact, it was no Vaseline and Jacket for Beats. Like Jacket for Beats. Second round knockout won't be in my top ten. Yeah, second round second knockout. Round everybody, round everybody round. forgot about cannabis. Second round knockout might be my second top. Oh boy, wait. What about four, five, four, three, two, one? When cannabis actually dis LL. He on didn't his diss own him. Track. He didn't diss him. So this is what happened. That that was another it emotional reaction. That was from, that from was this. LL emotionally reacting the wrong way. Because yeah. even Redman them said nobody else took that that way. So what happened was he was featured on the song. On his <laughs> verse, he said, "Hey, hey, LL, is that a Michael Yard? Let me borrow it for a second. He was just saying, "Can I borrow it so I can use it to rhyme on?" It was just a metaphor. It was just him, like it was like it was just something to rhyme. Yeah, L took it. The L right took way. it as him trying to take his mic, and nobody like, else on the song took it that himself. way but L. Yep. <laughs> So because you noticed the song was a whole different vibe it until was. L came in. Like, Nobody else took wait, it that what's way. Going on? Now let, this, so, now let me get back to this L, mic on my arm. If it ever I left mean, my side, it transformed into though. a time bomb. Right. So, so L took it the wrong way because even like I remember Redman and Method Man both said like nobody took it that way, but him. Right. He's the only one that took it as a diss. Right. So when that happened, he heard it. Then he wrote his bars. By this point, Cannabis no. He told him what happened, and he was like, basically, hey. If you take, originally he had agreed to take his verse, um, change his verse, and if cannabis changes or take his verse off, or change your verse, and then so cannabis changed his verse, and that's what came L, about. And L kept his verse the same. There was two versions. There was one version with cannabis on there, and, and then one it was Master P wasn't on there. It was Master Ma- P. Master P took cannabis spot on the uh, uh, on the re-edit. Right. Yep. So you know that, about that? So when that no. happened, yeah. Um, I'm glad Master P didn't make the cut. Cause so what? Yeah. So at that point, LL kept. So after he told me he was gonna take it off and change it, he, he didn't. Did. He kept the original verse, but he said nobody would know us. Nobody gonna know us about you. But everybody in hip hop knew, what it was, knew about. was about mm-hmm. you. Everybody hip hop talk. Everybody knew. Most people probably heard the original version anyway. Right. So that's what led to him distance. So it was LL actually kind of being a bitch. That's why he said you you laced your you heard my voice and laced your voice. That's a bitch move. That was. Mm. I really was. Just like, um, and that's how cannabis came with the, the entire "Cannot Bust" album directly at LL. That's just like um, every every when, song about every song on that album was about LL. When Tip and Ludacris, Little Fl- 
Oh, I thought you were about to say Little Flip. No, 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 no. This one was strategic. So what happened is Young Buck had a song on his album. Stomp. Stomp. The original version featured featured Ludacris and Tip. I don't know if Young Buck knew that they were beefing at the time. Whatever. Well, that's the song that actually kind of sparked. No, they were beefing before. Oh, they were beefing before before this. Mm -hmm. But I don't think a lot of people knew. Mm -mm. I don't know if Young Buck knew or not, but they both got on the song. And on Ludacris' version on verse, he went he he went to fucking on tip on his last like sixteen bars. Yep. And so at the end he's like, get off the T I P O my my dick. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh so because of that, think about you they, ended up, taking, now, they like, ended up taking Tip's version verse off and putting Game on that song. Mm-hmm. That was whack. And that's when is this when Game actually just left G Unit or was well, it just no, that was that before? Was still, he was in the video and everything. Yeah, no, but still, this is still what he was. But this was yeah, still, was still like early, early G This is G-Unit. before his album came out. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. This is early on. This is before his album came out. He hadn't done it. I think it was the first time I know he was actually on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because before right, then, right. it was uh, hated or love it. Yeah, you right. No, that was that was after that. Yeah, it was after that. Album yeah. dropped. He hadn't even been on. This is when his, that was the first song he was actually on it. I remember on. Um, yeah, I but do you remember when Ludacris did roll out? Not even. Know until a couple years after the song came out that he actually dissed Redman in one of the verses to roll out. What you mean? When he was talking about how you smoke so good, you a superstar boy, but you still up in the hood, he was dissing Redman. Dissing him or just point? I don't know. I heard that was actually a diss to no, Redman because he, he had that episode of MTV Cribs. Why would he, he had no reason to diss Redman. Right. He was on the same fucking label. Exactly. Everybody was on Def Jam at that time. That was the rumor true. that I that's heard. Nah, that, that, that's, that's exactly what it is. I know years, that wasn't one of them. Nah. Well, um, nah. Nobody beef with Redman, you fucking lose. Come on, son. <laughs> Redman's too well, unpredictable. Yeah. He's from like, Jersey. You don't, like, you you don't, don't that do that to no Jersey niggas. <laughs> like, no, you don't, no. Nobody, nobody, I don't think anybody really ever dissed Redman. It wasn't crazy. Nobody, okay. nobody had a reason to come at Red like that. Plus, He's too much of a wild card. Exactly. You don't know what the fuck he gonna say, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, especially when he's no, he's without a label right now. Like he, you don't know where Reggie ain't, was. Ain't no, ain't no boundaries oh, yeah, nobody, at this point. No, nobody would, nobody was gonna mess with Reggie. Not especially not back in his prime. He's still double said, but still. Yeah. Um, my other one. What's another one that was happening back then? I wouldn't even put any of this shit. Um. Who's another dip? Some of the songs that M made against me, you know, were freaking ridiculous. Well, nobody really wanted to diss M because... They tried, but... They tried, but they would just get ripped to shreds. Right, it yeah. wasn't really a good... Like, the whole Benzino M thing Game was... Three. I was like, wait, Benzino, Shoot. that was... Yeah. 300 Bars and Running is probably one of my top five. Yeah. Oh, like, the gang? Yeah, that was probably one of my top... Probably top, top five, top ten... Um, diss records because I mean he just ripped the how did you feel about when Mace did the diss track to Cameron uh, he actually got that nigga. Yeah, yeah he did he, actually got uh, that he nigga. did he did like because niggas forget that Mace is, can rock like I think just, be, just because glitter. Mace been flip flopping his career and plus and plus I think niggas forget like that I think <laughs> niggas still convinced I'm confused with the shiny shoe nigga in the, the future <laughs> People don't forget that nigga was Mayor Mays of Chicken like murder, even before that. Murder Mays with the silver seat. Remember, because niggas don't realize that niggas remember like like him and the war well, the warlocks at the time. 
Oh, oh yeah. You were on Rough Riders. <laughs> yes. Mace was on Rough Riders, and he they gave him the puff. They gave him and um, the locks. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, that. yeah, the, yeah. The locks Rough actually Riders known as the, the Warlocks. The locks or the Warlocks at the time, and they had Mace. They gave them to Bad Boy because at the time they didn't have any real deal or anything, so he's mm-hmm. like, this is the best option for them. Them niggas wasn't the Chinese suit niggas when they got signed. That yeah, they were straight. They were straight out of Yonkers. Like Puff made them niggas into that. That wasn't. That was some shit that Puff made them into to make them stars. Mm-hmm. That's just what that was. But it was a thing to do back in back in that era. Puff made it the thing to do. I mean, if I mean, yeah, think about it. If you got if if you got Puff and you got Hype Williams, you got some iconic shit going on. And he made hip hop pop. He was yes. he was a dude to do that. Hype Williams created created art pop. True that, true that. So I mean, yeah. So shit. Um, who was another disc record that um, shit. Mm. Some of the shit that Joe and uh, Ransom had going back in the day was because them niggas was going back and forth for a minute. That was some jersey. How do you feel about the whole Fifty Cent job rule beef? Because that was okay. So this is my thing about mm, that. Okay, this is one of my favorite beefs actually. So this is my issue with this beef because it was real. It was real. That's the thing about that beef. Mm -hmm. It was a real shit. It was a real. Anything with fifty is real. No, it's not. No, when it when it came when it came to rule, it was most of his beefs were manufactured shit for music. The only real beef he actually had was either with Game or with job rule yep. the game was because game was on his label and game had a record that did well better than he thought it would he was upset about that so that was his mm-hmm. ego he was in his feelings about he it he was in his feelings about that but 50's always in back. his feelings yeah, well, he was, it was really he had, he had to push his album back with somebody on his label he never thought he had to do that shit and just he like, wanted all and the niggas we, to be underlings so and, we was, and we were saying this off mic you know 50's career is built off of other people it's not yeah, built but off and, his and own Dre success. was the one that put 50 on. So. Well, no. No, people, Dre no. just gave him they, a home. So, 50 Dre, was, people in, most niggas in the hip in hip hop knew who 50 was. Yeah. 50 had just done because shit. He had done a couple songs here and there. He had done a song on one of the honest albums back in the day. So, niggas in the hood, niggas in, in, in hip hop knew who 50 was. Every, everybody knew who 50 was and because he was streets, signing Jam Master And niggas in the streets knew who 50 was. He was signing Jam Master J back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, niggas knew who 50 was. But then, um, and then he got how to rob happened. No, he got shot first. Right, he got shot, and then how to rob came. Yeah, he made how to rob. How to rob came at everybody. Came at everybody. Even Brian McKnight. <laughs> yeah, he went. At oh, everybody. the nigga that sung about Chacucci. Yeah. Yeah, he yep. ran. He ran about. He ran. He went at every motherfucking body. Mm-hmm. And so it was different because he wasn't. He had a reason to diss a nigga. He was just talking about how I'm gonna rob every nigga in the industry. And you get and the thing is when and when he got the real one, it really was like, oh shit, is when niggas like Jay Z was acknowledging a nigga. Right. I'm about to die. What the fuck is fifty cent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when Think niggas like Jay at the time was at the top of the fucking game acknowledging you, you know you, you didn't touch the nerve. You did something that, wrong. That thing was that thing. So even though he had he cooled off a minute after that, him and Dre signing him. Was, was all he needed, and at that point, he just put the battery in his back, did, and it was a wrap. And just like I said, Dre and Eminem gave Fifty a home, because at that time, he was just did to, not have he didn't have a label like he wasn't. He was just in limbo doing right. Thing he was just out here. So it was like when that happened, that that just kind of put the battery in his back. It was like, dude, what the fuck you gonna do? Yep. But the shit with Ja, that was some queen shit. Right, that's that's that some, was some hood nigga, like that's their neighborhood shit. Right, that's so neighborhood. And the niggas stabbing shit. niggas and parties and shit like that. So that was real hood beef. That wasn't like 
hey, you know, for no, that wasn't no, that wasn't no rap shit. That was hood and street shit. Right. Mm-hmm. It just became rap shit. This and was that our... nigga spent two years going that job. Um, you know, if that's if I smell pussy, is that you, Irv? Like, is that your job? Like, <laughs> oh, when they did the Hail Mary with him and M, that and Buster, that was Bus yeah, was on that was, too. That, that, that was, was already that was when it got on wax and niggas started going. That was when when Chris Heidi was like involved yeah. in the shit. That was yeah. like, Irv got it too much Bacardi in your the, body. Your mouth looked like a twelve gauge shotty. That shit went to a next level. So it was it was. It escalated once Eminem got involved and stuff, and Em was on drugs at the time, so he just kind of went with everything. <laughs> I mean, he was. He was. He was. We love you, Em. Got your back, Marshall. It was just a lot of shit going on. So, but the 50 and Ja beef, my issue with it, and I think the problem with Ja, 50 was strategic because by the time 50 got on, Ja was that nigga. Mm-hmm. Ja had ascended to the R and B duet nigga. Like he could he was, do, he, he could do no over. wrong with Ashanti. He had crossed over Ashanti, mm-hmm. J Lo, Charlie Baltimore, Kristen mm-hmm. Million. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was doing his he, thing. He was king of the duet, right? And he, he was, really was. He had, had kind of did. He had smashed that crossover kind of R and B hip hop shit. That was his lane. So at that point, you got a street nigga named Fifty coming at your neck. You really can't respond the way you would have been if you was on the Vinny Vinny Vecchi, yo, first album shit. Right. Because you ain't that nigga. So if you come back and with some hard shit, nigga gonna look at you like you funny. Uh, you you come back <laughs> you come back on three uh, rule three sixteen or what what was uh, it was I think Vinny it was Vinny rule D No, the second album. It wasn't yeah, uh, it was Rule Three Sixteen. Yeah. Re- three, that was the album where he had the the uh with the with the yeah. yeah. With the brakes. So yeah, so at that point it was too late. So fifty had the advantage. Yep. Um, and 50 had, you know, he had the right team behind him. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, that, that helped him. And at that point it was too late for Jai to come back to him. So by the time Jai did come back, it was too late. Right. Cause right. he already had, he already crossed over. But the thing that pissed me off about it is that 50 ended up taking Jai shit anyway. He is talking about Josh singing our records. You start doing the exact same shit. Oh yeah. With what the fuck was 21 yeah. questions, nigga? Olivia and Nate Dogg. R.I.P. Nate Dogg. But, um. I'm doing Nate Dogg. So it was just like it. It, it kind of was a. It was. A, it, it was. It was hypocritical, but that, I, I, it wasn't surprising. Um, See, when so, I was younger, I kind of overlooked that, but now I'm like, oh no, I'm older, and I'm like, this, yeah, they, he kind of did kind of. Like, recently on Instagram, like, 50 and Job was kind of starting trying to have their beef go Yeah, but nobody that, was that, paying that, that, attention that, that, that to that. 50 is always going at uh, uh, Earth. Just, like, just like I said, 50 needs, he needs somebody to. That's what poking. he does. He knows that people find it funny, and then you say, hey, 50, 50 Petty. Right. Because 50 is just going to be, he, is a, he has no nothing but time to get his he's, crack jokes and shit. He's got, nothing, he he's got nothing but time to just go film Power. He ain't doing no music. Hey, no, now Power is the show, though. Yeah, I, Power I, ain't about him. He's not, it's not about him. It just but so happens to be it, him. He makes it like, yo, this is his shit. Right. He makes it like, oh, my God, I created this one. Really, he didn't. But that's just how he makes the thing. See? Yeah, exactly. So how did you feel about his beef with Rick Ross and that whole situation? Because there was a post that he put on Instagram where um, the dude from Rocky who killed Apollo, where oh, he said, if he dies, he dies. Ivan Drago. And a lot of people were offended by that because at the time, Rick Ross was in the hospital because he, had, he was in a coma. Because it's 50 being petty. It's 50 being petty, and, niggas just, and that's all niggas going to chalk it up to. They don't fucking care if he being insensitive. That's just who 50 is. And niggas accept that's who he is. They're going to just accept that that's 50. Yeah, he's always I mean, been I, that I, It didn't way. surprise me. Always. Because, 
the thing with Ross was stupid. I can't remember what started the shit with Ross. It was something about his baby mama. No, it started or, with something. Yeah, else. it was, it was, a, it was that, something different. He pulled her, his baby mama, into the shit. Right, but it wasn't any start about that. Yeah, he dragged her into it. He dragged her into it. And stick okay, it. Like, that, that, yeah, that wasn't about that. It was something about something. I can't remember what the fuck it started over. But in the long run, I mean, musically, Ross won. <laughs> Yeah, because Ross is still out here making jams, still Wait, making stop. albums. Has a has I mean, a. Wing. doing his thing. Oh. You know, finally he got his own shit. I mean, he did fall for bankruptcy last year, but whatever. But he bounced back though. Oh yeah, of course he was. Going he to bounced back from that bankruptcy. So to me, I mean, shit, bankruptcy for a rich person is me. I got too many bills for what I got in the bank. So let me just shut down this one business and keep That's really it moving. That's really It's just about maneuvering shit around. Mm. Um, but. So, kind of, we talked about 50, so I guess I could piggyback off that and go into what we, we talked about earlier. Yeah. Off, off mic. So, somebody posted something. One of my friends posted something. Shouts to Brass. So, he posted, he reposted something. Somebody was talking about how niggas talking about Drake had this incredible run. That nigga run ain't nowhere near as big as 50's was. Talking about how 50 had us. You know, he had his own, his own wife beater line. He had water. He had, he had his own shoe. He had... Really? Fredo. What? He had his own, um, he had the spinner <laughs> chain, he had niggas screaming, he free yo yeah, we know who that nigga was. So, here's Yeah, my every, thing. everybody was talking about free yo yeah. So, here's my thing 50 had an incredible run. But if you really look at how long that run was, about maybe three or four it years. It was, it was literally about a, about a good two years. album run. It was two albums, and it really did die down with the third one. Yeah. The third one was the one him. Curtis. And the third one was the one him and Kanye went face to face with. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was graduation versus um, Curtis. Curtis, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it really died after the second album. The second album wasn't really that great, but he. he yeah, the the massacre the was not was, as memorable as Get Rich or Die Trying. And the second album, what he did is he kept the beef going by starting beef with Fat Joe. Yeah, and the yeah, game yeah, shit yeah, was yeah. going on at the same time too. Uh, yeah. So he made Piggy Bank or whatever it was called. Yeah, it was piggy bank. And then Window Shopper was also a diss to him too, right? It was a diss to a couple other people. Uh, yeah, and it's it, it was a diss to a couple of people, but you can't really pick out. A lot of people was just saying, Oh, it's another shot at Ja. But it right. really wasn't. But they said he also dissed Fat Joe in Window Shopper too, though. He probably don't and he, probably, well, he, he always been taking shots at Nas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nas does more some queen shit. He, Fitty been taking shots at Nas because Game did a song with him. And yeah, yeah. That's and the he, only and Nas reason. Said, and said, nigga get eight items on his belt, he can talk to me. Right. That's what, that's what Nas said. So. Shout out uh, to Nas. So Shout with that being said. Shout um, out to Massapil. So we're talking about runs. So the best runs ever. So first of all, speaking of 50's run, 50's runs about three to four years, about two albums. Mm-hmm. Curtis pretty much didn't really, I mean, he Curtis. sold a bunch of albums. But Good. it wasn't a great album, and it kind of kicked his ass. Um, yeah. From there, it was just it was you know he focused on his water shit. Yeah, he had his own water line. You know the, the rebacks thing he had for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And them shit, the junior unit, that shit. Don't worry, it's later on. But I mean, he's had his few things or whatever, and that's cool. He had the headphones for a minute. But let's the be G clear, unit outfits. He, I did rock the G unit jeans back. I mean, yeah, who did? A lot of, but I mean, yeah, he had a couple short things. But let's be clear, who did? <laughs> let's be clear. Drake, as much as Drake is on my nerves sometimes, because I don't really like singing Drake, and I, y'all, a lot of people don't, 
And I'm sure he and he referenced it on his album, blah 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 blah. Dearest Kiki, do Whatever you show affection towards me? Kiki, do you Drake's like me? run is is been damn near ten years now. Yeah, mm-hmm. he like you said, he's pretty much a John Cena. Of he's right really now. a John Cena of hip hop right now because you can't see me. John Cena's issue is that people people thought he's been stagnant. He's the same person he's been for ten years. That's essentially been Drake. Yeah. Drake pretty much does the same thing. He'll be he'll he'll steal a few styles here and there. Um, he'll say, hey, what's the hot thing? Let me do that for a second. But then he'll go back to the same shit. So that's what Drake is on right now. And a lot of niggas don't like it. He's just riding but away. But the reality he's not, is, he's the reality he away. rides away, but he rides along enough to get something out of it. And then he jumps to the next thing. So he's smart about it. And I'll give him that. He's very strategic. His team is smart as hell. But the reality is, musically, no, nobody's had a better run than Drake in a long motherfucking time. Yeah. Nobody's had a run this long. Like you can't deny the 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 run that Drake has had because since. Is, right, because I think somebody said somewhere, um, Cube was um on and it said you know talk, it was right after the pushing TV for whatever. Somebody was like, "Ask Cube," you know, he's like, "We well, you know it's been about you know his you know you only get like three or four years years hip hop run or whatever." I said, "Yeah, but if you really like Drake's run's been going on since '09." Mm-hmm. Right. So yep. like it's not a three to four year. We talking about. Like he been that nigga since so far gone. Right. Really, like, he been he been he been that nigga since comeback season one. Well, no, nobody knew him. To me. Well, we, we talking about on mainstream. We talking about when people actually knew him. Was so far gone. Best rapper. Oh, so, yeah. oh, so okay. we talking about when he been on top. After oh, okay, he okay. left the grass. We talking about your run the next on top. generation. We about when people was, he, he left the grass on comeback season. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. This was like after that. Yeah. Well, that was that was after like that was uh, like straight after the grass. No, it wasn't. What's name was? Um, what's that song that you did with Trey songs that flopped? Oh, successful. No, no, that was a no. hit. What you mean? That way you said flop. No, no. so this is the thing. He no. had no. So this is no. He did. He has Drake plenty of songs with Trey. Had a deal with Motown before, right after Degrassi. Mm-hmm. The reason him and Trey were so cool is because they were friends. Because his first song was with Trey. They did a, a video. I can't remember what the fuck it was called. Mm. Um, Pull it up. Yeah, so I'm about to look it up now. But that was the song. The first song they did together um, was that. And because successful was actually the second song. That was on success. That was on so far gone. Yeah, that was on so far gone. So yeah. Even though uh, I had a train of thought. Replacement girl. Yeah, that's what it was called. Replacement Girl, because I remember the song debuted, the video debuted. He was this new nigga. This video debuted on 106 and Park when AJ and Free was still there. Mm. Shout and, out to the old school. And it never, AJ and Free. And it, it never Oof. took off. When BET was the still popping. The song never took off. And that's yep. the, he referenced that on Say What's Real. He said, make the wrong fucking video, and they think they can mark like you however they decide, decide to. to. That's what he was talking about. So after that, he he didn't really do shit for a while. I mean, he was doing mixtapes. I think comeback season came back. App come that was that's why he named it comeback season. Because uh, comeback right. season was basically coming back from what happened with the from, with Motown. He was off Motown Universal at that point, or Motown at the time. Um, and so he was off them, and he was he was independent again. So he started just doing mixtape shit again. In the meantime, he hooked up with Jazz, and then Jazz, he met Jazz mm-hmm. when he was in um, in the South visiting his dad mm-hmm. for a while. Met Jazz. And then Jazz took him to Wayne, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. So, but when I say run, I'm speaking about when you're on top. And he's pretty much been that nigga since. Since so far gone. Since so far gone when 
when just from um, Best I Ever Had became a song single, yep. that song was what did it. And then from, from there, it was just a rather, it just kind of went from there. Because Best, the I, best I Ever Had sounded like a hit. And, and, and it, it worked. It I mean, no, I, like, I and, know it was, but you said that sound. Having, And niggas wasn't having mixtape songs played on the radio before that. Exactly. Right. So, like, that was a new thing. So, with that being said, his run, I don't know anybody that's had that kind of run. Jay's run was pretty long. Yeah. Jay, but, I mean, Jay's longevity is probably unmatched by anybody right now. Right now, yeah. But by far. As far as just being that nigga... Complete with no real. I mean, at, granted, he's had competition for the last. But as far as just being, because the thing is, because Drake is is such a pop artist too now, mm-hmm. it's it's different to him just being a hip hop artist, and I think that helps his run a lot. Yeah. But it also is some reason why some people can't stand him either. So his run has been one of the probably longest runs ever. So you can't compare what Fifty did to Drake because Fifty didn't cross over as nearly as much as Drake. Right. Fifty so, stayed in his all. lane. Right, he stayed in um, his lane with the gangsters. He stayed being petty. Once he got what he could out of your hip hop, he started doing other things. Right, that's, he started doing actual relevant. business ventures. But right. as far as musically, nobody's checking for Fifty. No, nobody's not. Yeah. Drake's thinks. run is ridiculous. Fifty's run was three or four years, and then 50's, he started doing yeah. other shit. Yeah, but Drake's run has been damn near ten years. Like, um, you name me a song that Drake hasn't touched. Like Drake, like Drake got, like, yeah. Drake did a song with Michael Jackson on his recent album. First of all, uh, first of all, it was the ghost of Michael Jackson. That was fucking weekend. No, and that was that was clearly that was clearly the weekend. First of all, it's not a compliment. I'm gonna tell you why. Because anybody can pay for a fucking um um some unfinished vocals. Hell, he did the same shit with Aaliyah. That was Chris Brown. Oh yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that that shit's not that's not hard. I, Michael Jackson was a, like he no he ain't Jay Z who did a song with Michael when he was alive nigga. exactly That's he did do rock my world remix right <laughs> the Mike he Jordan bring, of rap come on bring, son he ain't bring Michael Jackson in the fucking summer jam stage nope. nigga nope. Nope. <laughs> with all the niggas Aubrey couldn't do that with all the niggas Aubrey can only do a hologram of Michael Jackson so yeah no oh, that's Lord. not an accomplishment because anybody can buy some unfinished vocals and his family was still mad about the shit. Because, mm-hmm. like, he ain't finished, where the fuck you take it? Like, that was because your vocals didn't sound right at all on that album. Yeah, shit. no, that song he, was whack. He would have been better off having the weekend do the shit. He yeah. would have just had the weekend. Hell, do the shit. weekend been doing more Michael Jackson covers, if anything. <laughs> right, so. Hell, Dirty Diana was so, on uh, so one of those mixtapes. So, yeah, getting off of Drake's run, so if we want to talk about the best runs, Drake is definitely up there. Yep. Um, As much as niggas clown him now, Bow Wow's run was pretty long, too. Bow Wow had about a five or six year run there. Them scream, them original scream tours. Yeah. Yeah, when he was when he was male. But really, what kept him afloat is the acting career. But I'm saying we talking about just music, just music. As that dude that when you drop an album or you drop a fucking video, shout out to Jermaine Dupri. Tour Mm -hmm. that nigga's run was pretty long. It was pretty solid. Usher's run was pretty hot too. Minus the herpes. Well, yeah, <laughs> I didn't say hot, but um, <laughs> that was a bargain. That one. Ooh. So, um, folks, always stick on hip hop though. So, yeah. Bow Wow's, even though he didn't write shit, I don't know when he started writing. Yeah, Bow Wow, Bow Wow never wrote anything. He well, he wrote said. later on in his career. I think his last. Well, two like albums. when he got older. Yeah. No, I think his last album on Sozo Death or one of them 
Um, he wrote on that one, like uh, Fresh Off Me. He wrote that. Song. Was it New Jack City? Oh, and that was a diss to Little Romeo. Aha! Uh-huh. Nobody like Romeo. What, what, what Romeo. was his last social so death album? Was it New Jack City too? I don't remember. Er, wait. Er. No, he came out with an album called New Jack City too. Uh-huh. No, I no. Um, this is like right before he joined uh, YMCMB. But no, so. Uh-uh. Bow Wow's run was pretty long. I mean, and uh, yeah, I get it. People ain't gonna say it's Bow Wow, but yeah, he, he still had a pretty good run for, you know, a kid rapper or whatever. Well, for, what for about Eminem, though? Because Eminem's run was. Wait, Eminem's but which. Run was about, had... So it depends because. With, with which era of Eminem? You talking about 98 M? Or you talking 98 about. 98 M's run was about. What year did, um. Up until. He had, he had a run. It was up until um. It was up to before. To, I, was uh, it? Was it up until I, no? It was after I? It was before I, Encore was the one that where people didn't really like. No. Yeah, Encore was the one that people never really like. It was Marshall Mathis. No, oh. um, Eminem show was. It was a, yeah, that's what I meant. Eminem, Eminem show. show was the last really like the last one. His huge, huge run. Right. Encore, Encore was, was just the greatest hits kind of thing. Sort of. No, Encore no, was um, no, it wasn't. No, Encore, Encore had that a, song with him, Fifty, and Drake. Oh that, right. Yeah. Yeah, Encore was not that. Encore was also the one where he referred you. Yeah. He, yep, he spoke yep, about yep, the, yep. the the him saying nigga. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Encore. Yeah. Right. That was that. That's the one where Proof got uh Proof got. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Proof. That one song was an, um. So that Toy was like oh five oh six. That shit was Toy Soldier. It has some it, it has some shit on there though. Encore had some shit on it, yeah. but it wasn't his best. It wasn't his greatest album, but it right, definitely had. Some shit. Also, like the one song when he went at Bush. Oh yeah, uh, Mosh. Yep. 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 So yeah, he had some shit. Yeah, like Encore had some gems, but it wasn't his strongest thing. It wasn't his strongest. Yeah. But it wasn't. Um, it it definitely then from there was uh, what was it? Because you had what? Because Curtain Call was the um, Curtain Call was was the greatest. But then it was and then Relapse. No, it was before Relapse. Curtain, yeah, Curtain Call Curtain was before we got. No, it was something else that came. What was this. it? Um, when he started doing the no, because he started doing the verses on. What did he start doing the voices on? Oh, we talking about it, Slim Shady versus. Um, no, it was relapse. Was that on? Re- no, we started doing the voices. We about to look that. this up. He started doing the voices on that song with the, um, Smack that was on. Oh, Akon. Okay, so no uh, encore, and then it was relapse. Relapse came out oh nine, then it was recovery. Okay, so it must have been Encore we started. Yeah, Eminem's it was show been was encore. before Encore. Okay, so it was Encore. Yeah, okay. That's why I, that's why I said Encore when that great. It was like half good, half not. Yeah. Because that was, like that was also one with them stupid where you had the video. With yeah, the, with, the, with the, the crank yankers puppets. Yeah, that's what it was. So that's why I said Encore. All right, so Encore was the one that was like, eh. Hang up, Duff is not quite old enough, but. Yeah, was right. That was the one. So that. with that being said, um, no, he was, he was really drugged up then. Oh, of course. You would have to be judged of the. <laughs> you have to be judged of the. Though. We still love him. And though. so, with that being said, Shout Eminem was definitely man. about save us. You said what year did um, Encore come out? Encore yeah. came out oh four. Oh four. So, man, was that long? Yeah. Man. So Slim Shady came out ninety nine. I know that. And then uh, what? Marshall so, Mathers came it, out. Marshall Mathers one came out. Eminem's show was two thousand two. Okay. Uh, and then, but also he he had D twelve in between that. We not oh. we not we not counting. Well, no, because they did Purple Hills was a hit, so that was still part of his run. Uh, Fight music was too. Yeah. Fight. Okay. 
Yeah, but I still count that as a D12 album. Yeah, but I'm saying it was still part of his. Right, he's still yeah, yeah, still yeah. part of his. Because he rapped on it. Well, of course, he is part of D12. So. So with that being said, I um, say he had a pretty good run. Right, it was about the five. It was about the five six run. Because I think what happened is that when he started focusing on fifty. Oh, and the eight mile. Don't forget yeah, eight mile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eight mile. Eight Mile soundtrack eight. that gave Fifty his initial uh, launch. Eight Mile was, <clears throat> I believe, two thousand one, two thousand two. I'm trying to. I feel like it was probably oh two oh three. Something it had to be oh two oh three. Yeah, because Eight Mile didn't come out until like oh oh two, like late oh two. Two thousand two. Oh, it was released on my birthday. Ha <laughs> ha. No one cares about your birthday, Ashley. Quiet. Um, but no, 2002. All right. So, yeah, it was part of his run. So, about, it was about five years, five-year run before he took the hiatus. Yeah. Um, he had the better So, himself. about five years. Who else had a really good run? Um, mm. Shit. Um, Sean Paul. No, I'm joking. We're talking about hip-hop, first of all. <laughs> He could kind of get away with being hip hop. Nah, he's a reggae artist. Just don't. They got played in hip hop. That sounds like people just say Samoan is busy. Okay, so what about what? What would you say about Dr. Dre though? Dr. Dre can't. He can't consider it a run because he's a producer. Okay, well, mm-hmm. you can't really. He's he's a producer. Kanye's run was Kanye's run about four or five years. Yeah, if you count um, before if, he went crazy. Oh no, no. Kind of, well, let's be let's be clear. Yeah, always been crazy. Yeah, it, but always my been thing. Crazy, like, I keep telling people, I say the same thing y'all loved Kanye for now is the same reason y'all hate him now. Because mm-hmm. this is the same, the same reason y'all loved him before because he was unpredictable. He was a very emotional person, but he spoke his mind no matter what. But this is a, but this but is a grand the things that he spoke about back in no, the day made no, it's sense. Now you don't, it just no, don't. It doesn't make sense because you don't agree with it. This this is a grander just scale. This is the thing, and I tell people all the time: the most genius creators in the world. You don't really want to know what the fuck they think about. Because if you ask them, they're going to tell you. Because it don't make sense to yeah. most people. It's never going to make sense to you. You're going to look at it in a logical way. Or you're going to go, oh, my God, that, don't, that sounds crazy. But crazy that genius, to crazy person, if you look, if I, you had no context and you looked at a Picasso painting, would that shit make sense to you? You've seen Picasso's artwork. Mm-hmm. Both both first and kids. shit don't, like, if you didn't have any context... You wouldn't. You wouldn't, what the fuck is this? I'm sure the people that first saw it was like, huh? The ears not supposed to go over there. Right. That shit didn't make sense, but it makes sense to him. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a good comparison. Him. To, right. It's, Picasso, it's one of those things cause... when you paint, when you when you're you're <clears throat> making this, when you have this vision in your head or how you think it, looking things, the puzzle is not the puzzle for an artistic person like that that has the, this always in their head. It it don't fit the same way. The sky is purple with him. Like. Everybody, that's just how the people, that's how the people like that think. So when they say shit out, out loud, it sounds crazy to you because you just like, what the fuck? But to them, it makes total sense because you're not in their head. But he's also a kind of person, he, and that's why his delivery sucks on things. Because a lot of times I understand what he's trying to say. His delivery his, is Yeah, terrible. his delivery is He just not to deliver shit. Yeah. Because in I, his mind, he's talking about how he's thinking out, out loud. Really? Well, no, because even Charlemagne addressed that when he went on TMZ Live and he talked about the whole slavery is a choice thing. Like, he said he understood the point that Kanye He's, was trying to make. It was, was just the way he delivered, delivered it. Yeah. Right, because even he, when he referenced it, he said, I, say, it, I said, it sounds like a choice to me. But that's because he said, you know, looking at it, and it's no different than people now to say, and I talked about, we talked about this before, when the people be like, we're not our ancestors, you will get knocked out, all that shit. 
you're basically implying that your ancestors couldn't fight back, but you can. Mm-hmm. And the, and That's the point, a, it's and the same thing that he was saying. It's like, in our mindset, just the way we were raised and how we look at things now today, we couldn't see ourselves being held as slaves for that long. That's the thing. Even Harriet Tubman said, I could have saved more people if I, if, um, from being slaves if they hadn't realized they were slaves. Mm. Because the reality is, when you, mental enslavement is a real thing, mm-hmm. and Stockholm syndrome is a real thing. You, you're once at some point you start feeling like your captor, captors are really they're there for you. They care about you. It's no different than when a abused woman stays in that relationship and doesn't leave and will defend that man to the cows come home, even though she getting her ass beat every day. Case mm-hmm. in point, Harley Quinn and Joker. True. It's the same, right? Harley Quinn and Joker is the prime it's, example it's, of that relationship. Stockholm syndrome is the highest. It is. She fell in love with a patient. Yeah. That's Harley Quinn was a normal person. Right. That's what happens. And that and it just so happened in his case, he tapped to a, to a side of her that she had never absorbed, observed, but he brought it out of her. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that he, it appealed to her, and that's what happened. But it's just the reality of it. So in his case, I get it. Why people may be like, oh, it's the old. It's like, no, he's not different than the kind of y'all talking about. It's just that he has hit his thought process is not where you guys are and you don't agree with it and you don't see you don't you don't agree with his points of view on certain things and so it's not the same but this is the same cat that said on national fucking tv george i don't know where george bush does not care about black people because no normal motherfucker would have done that right no so y'all should have known back then that this motherfucker wasn't normal nope this is the same motherfucker that when he signed his deal with columbia records jumped on top of the motherfucking table and started going off about how he gonna be great at every motherfucking producer. Even JD. Jermaine Dupree, I'm gonna be good, uh, greater than this person. Jermaine Dupree, fuck all of them, I'm gonna be the best ever. Not realizing that the motherfucking president of the world he was signing with was Michael Malden, who was Jermaine Dupree's father. Dun, but dun, don't you uh, also uh, think too that there, you saw a change in him when his mom had passed? Because everybody, of- I, my mom passed. I'm aware of that, it happens, right. Everybody has See, to deal every, with Everybody reacts every, Everybody to mourns differently. You're right. right. A change in him how? Because it was just the things that he spoke about. I mean, uh, because this, of course, he made this, a correct thing his, about George Bush don't care about passing. black people, but his, now he's talking about he's a Trump supporter. He uh, had, so, first of all... Because really even listen, George Bush don't agree with Trump. First of all, he never said he agreed with his points of view. He likes Trump because of his personality. Is what he said. If you read, if you listen to the interview, hence his, why Trump got his support because his, of his personality. His his love for Trump is not about Trump's policies. His love for Trump is that he's like, oh shit, this dude is crazy, or this dude says whatever comes to his mind, which is how Kanye thinks. That's what he's talking about. He ain't talking about Trump's policy. He even said that. He said, I don't agree with most of the stuff he says. I'm looking at how the guy the guy just says whatever the fuck he wants. He don't care what anybody it's, thinks, which is exactly how Kanye is. It's a charisma fact. It's the charisma. That's what he's looking at. He's not looking at his political policies. So I get what he's saying because that's exactly who Kanye is. But it, it as takes, far as... It takes me back to a, uh, to a Dave Chappelle pit that he was talking about the same kind of thing. As, uh, when people ask him about who he's voting for, he pretty much said, I don't look at people's point of view. I just focus on their character. And and this is you know it applies to the same thing as you know Yay and Trump. It's the same exact thing. Two crazy people 
recognizing each other's charisma thing. But sometimes that doesn't help with people who are blindsided by that and they don't see that. That's they because people don't things. think. People, so this is the thing. Oh, it's Trump and Kanye. You know why? Because, why? because people, this context is lost on people. We live in a world now where people see something and they just automatically start assuming instead of actually asking questions. Mm-hmm. So people look at something and say, oh my God, why is that happening? As opposed, and, oh my God, why is that? Instead of, why is that happening or what's the reason for this and trying to figure it out? They start throwing, saying, "Oh my God, he's with that person. Fuck him." And I, I can and, admit, I, I was that guy. And I, and I understand, I understand it because we are, is in general and by nature, we are visual people. Mm-hmm. So once we see some shit that we don't like, we go off. We go off. We react to it, as opposed to in their heads thinking, "Oh shit!" But wait, there must be more to this. I need to find out the facts. Mm-hmm. We don't live in a society that cares about facts. So we don't care about why. It's the fact that regardless of what your reason is why, since I don't like that person, you shouldn't like that person. Whatever your reason is. So, because my thing is this, 20 years ago, there were plenty of people that would talk to Trump or reference Trump rappers. Bill Gates, Donald Trump, let me in. So it changed. It changed because he his his narrative changed a little bit when he became the guy he did because he started catering to a fan base, which I get. He's a he's a celebrity. He started catering to a certain sector of the population, and that's how you won the fucking presidency. But with that being said, I get why people. I understand context is lost on a lot of people because people will look at things and say, "Well, I don't understand it," and say it's because it's not meant for you to understand. You just don't want to take the time to actually think it out. There are plenty of things, like I said, there are things that Kanye said that I, I people don't agree with, and I'm like, cause people been saying Kanye was crazy for years because he'll say some shit and they don't agree with the whole shit with um sweat. Mm. For example, you ain't we talked about this. His point, and the point that people, because the thing is that everybody's argument against him was, what Sway is trying to say is, why don't you just do it yourself? Mm-hmm. That was Sway's point. And that's what everybody else is saying. Well, well, Sway was telling you, you know, just do it yourself. Even Charlemagne was like, hey, just do it yourself. He said, you don't seem to understand. These places are dominated by white people. As much as I can do it myself, I'm only going to be able to get to a certain level because those white people dominate the space. I am trying to get to a point where the white people don't dominate the space and there's a space for a black person to share in that domination so that if I'm in that position as a black person now I'm in a position of power where I can give a lot more black people that that space it's the reason why the dude that Virgil just became the uh, creative, creative director, director of, uh, Louis Vuitton. for Louis Vuitton because Kanye helped um, open that door for him mm. because that's a was Virgil was black. He's African. Yeah, yeah. Virgil Virgil Abloh is African. He's African. An African guy is the creative director for fucking Louis Vuitton. Matter of fact, let's kind of piggyback on that. ASAP Rocky kind of wouldn't have got his foot in the door if it wasn't for Virgil. Right. And so I'm saying, so this is the, those are the things that Ye is talking about. For it's the same reason, and um, I forget who said it. It was a football player, but he kind of made he made my point for me. What he says like it's the same reason why. In the NFL, 70% of the players are black. There are no black NFL owners. Nope. 
they can't get in the door because they can't get in the door it doesn't change because the thing is though that good old boys club is still there it's the same thing in this fashion industry though it's the powers that be don't want you to be at the top so they'll give you 50 million to do this but what about the billion i'm trying to get at the top i can't get there because they're not going to let me in that door. That's gonna, what Ye was trying to change. They're always going to cap you off. There's always a, certain, a limit a on where you can get. So people say, well, do it yourself. I said, yeah, but if I do it myself, it's only going to be so far that I'm going to be able to get in this space. I'm not trying to just have my own clothing line. I'm trying to change the dynamic in the industry. And that's what people didn't seem to understand because people of this mindset, first and foremost, people were always complaining. They just want Kanye to do what they want. Kanye make dope music and do what you and you need the other shit alone. So first, people were mad at him for not doing what they wanted, and that's not focus on the fashion shit. Hey, Tiny, we want you. We want you to just make some music. So I want you to do that. You know what they sounded like when first he signed a Rockefeller, and he's like, "We just want you to make beats." Yeah, and he yeah. defied them the same way because they wanted him to just make beats, but he, he still said, "Fuck that! I'm a rap I'm an artist. I'm a rap too." And uh, much to their chagrin, he still did the shit. They just blocked out because it worked out. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want him to do that shit. It's the same thing. He said, fuck that. So the same person that said, fuck Jay-Z and Dame Dash and all these other niggas at Rockefeller who were trying to tell them not to rap. You really think he was going to say, sit there and just be, oh, yeah, y'all, I'm going to just do it myself. Yeah, but I'm going to. Y'all keep saying, y'all t- tell me how. Mm-hmm. Y'all say, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. He's right. saying how. How? Because you're saying do it. But I'm like, you're not understanding what I'm trying to do. You're saying, you're talking like, I just want to have a fashion line. I'm trying to change the dynamics of an industry that's been around for a hundred, a hundred years that says that as a black man, this is your limit. I'm trying to change that where as a black man, I can be equal with them. So people looked at that as him trying to be in with the white man. It wasn't about that. It was about me trying to change the dynamic of an industry so I can be up there with them so I can start making real change because as long as I'm just right here and I'm just a cog in the wheel because mm-hmm. even if they give me 50 million I have a successful clothing line I'm still a cog in the wheel just as an NFL or NBA player just because I got a, I, I have a contract that pays me 150 million guess what there's a billionaire that's paying that's making billions is paying me that money and they ain't gotta do anything right I'm working for them I want it to be that I want to be in a position where they can work for me that's the whole point of Kanye was trying to get across to people. People don't seem to understand it because they don't look at things that way. They look at things because what happens, and I think Jay-Z said it best, people tend to put their own limitations on you. So because they don't believe they can do something or it's even in the realm of possibility for them to accomplish something, they say you can't. You can't do it either. And that's just how people look at things. It's the same reason why the Illuminati thing is such a big thing where, oh no, Jay-Z and them must be in the Illuminati because there's no way a black man can be that successful without doing something for it. Mm. You can't just get there on talent alone. You must have sold your soul. But you don't hear white people say that. Nope. You don't see white people calling mm. their own their own successful people. You ain't never heard a white person tell, um, tell fucking Justin Bieber or... Justin Timberlake or Justin Timberlake that you're a devil you sold your soul Leonardo DiCaprio ain't never been told that hell it's mostly black folk it's only black people that do that because we were and and, and it goes back to oppression and things like that because we were programmed to believe that we only have certain limitations and certain and we can only get so far 
Mm-hmm. And because of that, the people that think outside the box and think we can get further than that are looked at as crazy. They're looked at as the abnormal ones. Oh, no, we can't do that. That's not true. You can't do that. You can't accomplish that. You shouldn't be able to get that far. So now we have to we have to justify in our heads now. It's like, oh, shit, but you did get that far. Wait a minute. You worked how much? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That's not possible. You sold the devil. 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 Shame. We put that shit on you. Shame. We put that shit on ourselves because we have a limitation in our heads that things it's a glass ceiling. We can't break through. Mm. It's impossible. So if one of us does, they had to do something to get there. And do some chicanery. They had to they had to step on somebody's neck. They had to sell their soul. Because that's the only way possible. I mean, because grinding is not, you no. know, it's it's a lost art nowadays. Yeah, it's funny because I think I was somebody posted an um, interview that Eddie Murphy had back in the day with Arsenio and one. Oh, I things, think I know which one. You're and he said about. in the interview, he said, "This was there was no plan B. There was no plan B for me. This is what I wanted to do. I knew when I was a kid, this is yep. what I wanted to do." Mm-hmm. And he said, "What happens a lot of times is we all know because even like when you, let's say you tell a parent, I want to do music. Well, you should still go to school and get that degree because just in case it don't work out, you have something to fall back on." What happens though is when you put your when you start thinking that way, you're setting yourself up to fail. Is what he said. Because mm. now I'm already thinking about my fallback plan. I'm already thinking I'm a fail. So the first time I run into any adversity on the way to whatever path I'm trying to take, I'm fucking oh well. At least I got this fallback plan. Let me go do that now. And you give up. You say fuck that. That's too much. Matter of fact, I was asking one of my employees. Um, she. And then I was telling everybody about, I asked, I asked this question to my employees. I said, if money was no object and you could do whatever you wanted right now, what would you be doing? And she said, I would still be dancing. And I said, well, why did you stop dancing? And she came to me kind of this, this story about her and her friend and what that happened. And they were supposed to do this and it just didn't work out. And she said, I started working here and has been doing it ever since. Mm. Never went back to it. Mm. And that, and that hurt me because not in Islam, because I hate that to see me. wasted talent. <laughs> because they get to a point where they just get so caught in the monotony of life that they forget to live out the things they truly want to achieve. And I'm a firm believer that no matter how old you are, whatever age you get to, there's still time to do that. Shit, I didn't figure out what I wanted to do in my life until I was 28 years old. You know, I had things that I, I had things I, I told myself I was going to do, but then I got to a point where I was like, this is not really what I have a love or passion for. It was just a thing I felt I had to do. You know, getting a good job, being a lawyer, or whatever I was going to going to law school and all that shit. I thought that was what I was supposed to do, so that's what I wanted to do. But you have to get to a, we have to realize that everybody has a different path. And you know, my biggest advice I always tell people is that you have to pursue what's best for you. You have to you have to go to the path that's right for you. That may not necessarily be having a nine to five. Everybody's not meant to work a nine to five. It's just not the case. But I don't want any. I hate to hear what people say. You know, hey, I had this dream. I have this goal. But you know, I I just you know. I just kind of get complacent. And, I, you know, managing the call center, you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. You see people that get there, and they get there, and it's been, you know, a few months. Then a few years go by. Next thing you know, you get people just sitting on the phone taking calls for 15 years. Mm-hmm. All because no they, got com- they got comfortable. And they ain't even trying to get out of their position to go do something else in the company because they're so comfortable where they are. But then when it comes down to it, and their job is at Jeopardy, for example, if a company says we're gonna do some downsizing, you don't have any other skills to do anything else. You just stuck. and you're too far gone from whatever skill or whatever dream you had before. 
because whatever ability you had is probably gone by now or you have it's rusty as shit if I was a dancer and I've been dancing 15 years probably not gonna get in. and dancing's a young person's game mm-hmm. if you ain't doing that shit consistently out there selling yourself early the chances of you getting on early is really rare mm-hmm. same with acting Morgan Freeman doesn't come along every option that doesn't happen <laughs> most times you have to start real young or start off at some point where you can at least build some type of portfolio for you where you have something behind you. But it's no different than when I tell, always tell Ashley about her going to L.A. Because Which it, I will be there in September, right. by the way. So I tell Ashley all the time, and I've told her for years, sometimes you just got to take that leap because you have the talent, but I don't want you to ever get in the point. I don't ever want you to get in your own way because I know as people we do, we, di- we tend to. Our own fear holds us back from doing things we want to. For example... I'm terrified of heights. You know what I'm doing in two years in Australia? I'm going fucking skydiving. People think I'm crazy from doing it, but I'm going to do that shit. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because Will Smith is inspiring this shit. Yeah, that's, yeah. I was just about to Shout say, out yeah, to Will. you saw that Will Smith series. I did, I did, right? He's like, dude, it's the most amazing freeing thing ever. It's like, when you describe it, they did that shit in, um, was it, we, we jump, When you jump out that plane, it's the most freeze thing that you'll ever right, feel. He was, and he I'm was, just paraphrasing here. And he was like, you know, he's like, you described the whole experience as like, you know, first of all, you sitting in this dude laughing, it's weird, it's kind of awkward. And he said, and they said, I'm going to count to five. And then on the count of three, they push you out because they know you're going to hesitate. Um, and he said, well, you know, it's the most scary, um, like scaring, but free, motherfucker, amazing feeling ever. And I'm gonna do this shit, but I'm gonna do it in Australia because he did this shit in Dubai, and I want a beautiful ass scenery when I jump out this plane. So I'm gonna do this shit in Australia because Australia is one of the places I'm on bucket list. So I'm doing Australia in two years in Sydney, and um, I'm gonna jump out a fucking plane. It's gonna, awesome. be, it's gonna be dope. Awesome. So you face you face things. Um, you have to you know if you have a goal or aspiration, there are still things I want to do and the things I'm going to do. Um, and you know some of the things kind of took a backseat for a moment, but it's not like I'm I'm not the kind of person that's gonna say oh. It, it, it took a seat because it had to. It wasn't something I could say, hey, I'm just because I, you know, I didn't, I still have to live. <laughs> I, unfortunately, I, you know, I still got bills. So, yeah. I haven't lost sight of my goal. I haven't lost sight. I always tell people, I said, sometimes it's not about when you get to the goal, it's about getting there. And sometimes you have to also maneuver through things mm-hmm. to get back on track. That's just how it works sometimes. But with that being said, um, I just wanted to touch on that because I felt like like I said a lot of people hate on Kanye and I don't think a lot of people get him and I you know I don't, like I said I don't agree with everything Kanye says but I understand his mindset I understand where he's coming from because a lot of shit you think I understand I, I may think some of these things too I just don't always am because it's, I don't need to because I don't really <laughs> care what people think either way um, but with that with that let me see what else did I want to talk about um before we go so we did we did best for we did best run we did um oh so i wanted to kind of go we're gonna, we're gonna go back because one thing i forgot so when we were talking about the whole pock and the cypher thing oh uh, yeah so the reason i brought that up is because and we kind of got off in the tangent after that but what somebody was telling me was that well, I don't know why you put Tupac in there anyway, because he's not a battle rapper. I said, none of these rappers are battle rappers. Now, exactly. then I said, now the context is this. What is your definition of a battle rapper? Because every rapper in New York grew up battling on at some point. True. That's just the nature of New York rap. When you growing up in that era, when you were coming up, you probably battled somebody on the street corner 
at, at the lunch table. And it wasn't always rapping. It was just, that's just what it was. So there was always some type of battle going on. That's just the culture that they grew up in. So, but yeah, Pac also grew up in New York. For a while. Well, yeah, I knew that. I'm yeah. just saying, I'm just saying those people but that said that somebody was like, they argue like, well, Pac wasn't a better rapper. I said, yeah, he's a songwriter, but guess what? The guys on his list, Two of them really good songwriters too. Mm-hmm. Only one that really wasn't a great songwriter. I, I don't know. Bill L, we never really got a chance to find out. Right. Right. So I mean, you can't really say one way or the other. But I just wanted to say that. So in that case, Big L is eliminated just because he doesn't have a track record. Right. Oh, so also, yeah. You know, I guess we'll get into this next time. But, um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of go back to that because I didn't get a chance to really say it. Um, but yeah, first of all, there's no excuse. Pocket's trash. I'm gonna leave it with that. Um, so before we before we check out um, on this episode, which episode is this? Is this episode number seven? Oh man, I think this is episode seven. Seven or eight? Maybe it seven. might be seven. I think it's seven. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll well, figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out by the time we post the shit. It's, it's been a minute. Forgive us. It's been a minute. It's been a couple weeks. Y'all missed us. We know. So with that being said, um, we're going to sign off on this episode of Down With The King Podcast for the homie C-Wade and for the dorky half-breed Ashley K. That's Ashley K-A-Y. Can we get some more? I hate she does that. Be quiet. It's all about the self-brand and promotion. All right, with One that time being said, why they, why they over here yammering? Yeah, we're going to sign off. <laughs> See ya. We-